Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Matthew chapter 26. When Jesus had finished saying all of these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price, and the money could have been given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She's done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told, in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and asked, What are you willing to give me if I will deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him thirty pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, Go into the city of a certain man and tell him, The teacher says my appointed time is near. I'm going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after the other, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen from the dead, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, 
This very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all of the other disciples said the same things. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to the disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Then he went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has now come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and he kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back into its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, and he will not at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled, that say it must happen this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you've come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him, and they fled. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death. But they didn't find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer this? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you're the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on, 
you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He's worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah. Who hit you? Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him. You were with Jesus of Galilee, she said, but he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you're one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I don't know that man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. In this chapter, Jesus prophesies his crucifixion once again. A woman anoints his feet for what Jesus said was going to be his burial. She anoints him with very costly perfume. And the people were upset, saying that she had wasted her money, but Jesus was pleased with her act of devotion and this sacrificial giving over, this very expensive ointment for his anointing and for his burial. Judas, in verse 14 to 16, agreed to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver to the religious leadership, and then he looked for an opportunity of how to do it. Jesus also prophesied that Peter was going to deny him later that night, and this was the night that Jesus was to be betrayed and then taken and tried. And so, sure enough, later Peter did deny Jesus. But before that happened, Jesus took Peter and James and John to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he prayed three times that if there was any way to avoid being crucified for the sins of mankind, that if his heavenly Father would deliver him from uh, that death, he would appreciate it, of course. And um, But nonetheless, if there was no other way to redeem mankind, he was willing to go through it. And as you know, he had to go through it because there was no other way. And then Judas came and betrayed Jesus with a kiss. His best friend identified him by kissing him, and uh, Jesus was taken into the custody of the temple guards and then was later condemned by the religious leaders. Now, I want to back up to verse 26. While they were eating the Passover supper, Jesus took bread And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And this is the Holy Communion. He is starting the tradition of Holy Communion. It's in the middle of a Passover meal. He's explaining the promise that was always contained in the Passover. He takes the bread and he says, take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. This is the blood of my covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. And so, in so saying, Jesus was acknowledging that he was the Lamb of God, that he was given to be crucified during the Passover celebration, that his body was going to be broken just as he had broken the bread at the Passover celebration, that his blood was going to be spilled just as he had poured out the wine during the Passover celebration. In fact, he was saying, this celebration from the time of Moses for 1,500 years had always 
truly been a prophetic foreshadowing of what he would do for mankind. And so every time we take Holy Communion, it's a mini Passover celebration, but it's much more than that. It's a celebration of what Jesus did for us in giving his body and his blood so that the new covenant could be ratified and we could be redeemed from our sins. Lord, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Nothing can deliver us from sin and death but the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for that night, for not turning away from the cup your Father gave you. We love you. We appreciate you more than ever. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.